Hey everybody, it's me, Prince Dev, and up top just wanted to get something out of the way immediately, and that is that this episode unfortunately had to be broken up. And I know, I made that Twitter poll, and the majority of people voted for Give Me the Length, Daddy. Thank you all for that. Treasures, every single one of you who voted. But the thing I didn't know at the time was that our particular hosting service, the level we currently have, does not allow for episodes over a certain length. So, you know, in future, <laughs> if you want the length, daddy, um, support us on Patreon and you can get full, raw, uncut, two-hour episodes. But for now, unfortunately, we'll just have to deal with parts. But, you know, most podcasting apps play one episode right after the other, so hopefully it all just flows into one. And hey, if you're listening, thanks for sticking around with us for a full season. I, I, I'm so appreciative. Let me know what you think of this episode and future episodes. I'm rambling now because this episode has me feeling sentimental. Thanks for watching. We're going to keep giving you good content. Uh, 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 too much episode. Start it now. Oh yeah, Discord cuts out claps. Shit, that wasn't the planned cold open. Hello everyone, oh, welcome to original <laughs> podcast Do Not Steal. Swear <laughs> in every week, we gaze at our own navels, and I become slowly dis more disillusioned at the number not going up, and Amber actually falls more in love with the podcast as it goes on. So today, we're actually not going to make an original character, but we're going to rank all of the original characters we have made, because Amber, it's the end of season one! It sure is. We've had a. This has been. A, it's been a long season. Like we're not really. I know that the decision to end a season one is going to be met with a what? This was season one. You have seasons. How does that make sense? Um, and that was my decision originally to do that. Uh, it is not based on any like notable landmark. It's not our hundredth episode. It's not like one year. We've well. We're well over a year of doing this, and well under a hundred episodes. The reason was that I wanted, A, I wanted just, like, an opportunity to do a wrestling episode, but then also, B, I don't know, it's a chance to do things slightly differently going into the future, and I just thought it would be nice to have, like, a moment, even if it's an arbitrary moment, to stop and look back over all of the things that we've already done. In case you're new here and you're watching the season finale for some reason, I actually think it may end up being a pretty good episode to start with because it is going to summarize a lot of what we've done already. I'm hoping that that'll, like, be able to give you some indication of which episodes might be fun for you to watch. Or, you know, listen to, I guess is the case maybe. Um, but, so this is original podcast Do Not Steal, a weekly podcast in which every week Devin and I, and sometimes a special guest or even two special guests, take... Um, some sort of your favorite or least favorite intellectual properties, and every week we make an original character in that property, um, except for this week when we do a tier list, basically, of all of our properties, which I know a podcast is maybe a little bit of a strange format to do a tier list in, um, but it's what we're doing anyway. Um, is that about right? Did I miss anything? If Distractable can do two tier lists, we can do tier lists. They're a better podcast than us. You know, they say that good artists borrow and great artists steal, so... <laughs> it's a great saying, because it's correct. It's fucking true. It is. So yeah, now we just have a little wonderful opportunity to look back on the history of our podcast, to talk about it, how we feel. Do we want to get straight in? I feel like we should 
chat about It's going to be a long episode. We're going to have a lot to say. We are going to have a lot to say. Do you just want to talk about the history before we get into it? Do you want to talk about rules? Because we have some episodes where we just do like our old show that Amber doesn't want to talk about ever, but it's not making an original character. It's how we'd handle said property. There was a whole arc where Amber wasn't around to record videos. So I don't know if you ever listened to those episodes because I assume you don't listen I did. to the po- Oh, you did. All right, cool. I did. <laughs> I listened to those. Yeah. All right. <laughs> not right away, but I did. You know, we've got those, we've got sometimes the original character air quotes is just our take on characters, and do all of those count? Do they get ranked with everyone else? Are we are they adopted and or ginger children, or are they just straight our love brain babies? They, they count. We're counting them. We're counting the Amber Retrieval arc. We're counting basically all of it. I think the only... The only one I can think of that I would, like, not count would be that one episode of the Amber Retrieval arc that's just you talking about the Titans finale. I think that that one, I <laughs> I don't know that it would make sense to rank that one, to be honest with you. But all of the other ones, I think, are everything else we've posted is on the table. All right. That, we got the rules. It's simple. It's just all of it. It's all of it except for that one. All of it except for that one. And possibly the patreon unlocked hans one because that was an oca but we'll you know we'll get to it when we get there anything else any nostalgia feeling for the pod how do you feel to be here you feel good about it you feel better than i do about it right yeah i think i do i really like this podcast i've spent a lot of time in the last week i i went back and revisited a lot of um a lot of it the ones that i didn't remember as well in order to freshen up for this episode um and I found that I really like the podcast. I really like all the things that both of us have to say. Like, people come to the show, I know, for our rapport, right? Right. Like, that's the thing that people say to you when they talk to you about having listened to the podcast. They're like, wow, you two have a really good rapport. And I know that your take on that is very like, oh, well, of course we do. I would hope so. Like, we've been friends for, like, a decade and change or whatever. But I don't know. I think that it would be unfair to us to discount that. I think that we have a lot of interesting things to say and we have a lot of good chemistry with each other and I don't know we started this podcast sort of originally partly as just like a creative exercise um and partly as a way to stay in contact and have regular in-touch one-on-ones with like my with with each other with our friends who we don't get to see very often anymore because we live on opposite sides of the country and like it did a good job of that and I don't know, like, a lot of this, like, year and and a handful of this podcast, like, this is at, like, the year and a half mark, and this section of podcast covers um, a really tumultuous time in my life. Um, I know that, like, every, like, a year is a long time, and any given year and a half out of my life, I would be able to describe as, like, a very big year and a half of my life, because, like, a year and a half can cover a lot of stuff, Um, but it's... The first half of 2022 was, like, one of the hardest, like, six-month periods of my life. It was, like, a really difficult time for me. That's, like, where the Amber Retrieval arc comes from. And, like, you can track it in the podcast. As I was going back and revisiting things, it's a really interesting document to me in terms of just recording where I am at the time it's happening, what's going on in my life. Like, I don't talk a ton in the show. I'll talk, like, some amount about things that are happening to me, but, like, I can still measure the major landmarks by even just, like, there's an episode where I say, oh, hold on, I'm going to get this book off the wall or something. And my current place, the place I'm living, the books aren't on a wall. They're on a bookshelf. And I can tell, listening to the old place, that, 
listen to that episode that that is recorded in the old space that I used to live in. And I don't know, having a body of work that is alive and pervasive over such a long period of time is really cool to me. And it makes it a really interesting living document. And it's done its job of like keeping us in contact other than during the Amber Retrieval arc during which I disappeared. Um, but like after the Amber Retrieval arc, like I came back to the show and we got to keep doing this. And also I think that we've come up with some cool ass characters and I, I always get embarrassed about having a podcast and I always tell people like sort of not to listen to the podcast, but like increasingly I'm like, no, this is actually a good show. And I'm actually really proud of the things that we do here. I'm really proud of the output of this show. So I don't know. That's a couple hundred words on that. Yeah, that was all very lovely, and I appreciate all of that. And, I don't know, my two cents, yeah, I... If you're an internet person, maybe you're familiar with Team Four Star and their current project where they're doing commentary tracks over all of their old episodes, and Scott is cringing super hard at all the audio hiccups, and I can relate to that <laughs> whenever I listen to old episodes, but however I'm going to feel about it, yeah, it's kept me in contact with one of my best friends in the whole world, and we've audio issues aside quality episodes with some sweet characters and good takes and honestly some characters are going to stick around with me for a while i yeah regardless of what i feel doubt about it we put out a good show for the most part we did i mean like don't get me wrong some of the episodes are better than others and that's the whole point of today's episode but yeah in aggregate pro original podcast do not steal this is this original podcast do not steal is a pro original podcast do not steal podcast <laughs> we're doing ad reads for ourselves <laughs> so do you want to do you want to get into it go through our two i would minutes? love to let's get into it, it. Absolutely. let's get into it so we're gonna do this in uh chronological order of release sometimes that's not necessarily chronological order of recording because things like like we'll do like star wars month and that like jump the queue um but we're gonna we're gonna do this more or less in release order, um, and I'm gonna do that by pulling up our Spotify list. <laughs> Product placement for Spotify. <laughs> I just for a little behind the scenes, I did write out the name of every character we've had, but well, over the course of just writing that list, I was like, wait a minute, I think I forgot a few. So just in case, we're gonna have the Spotify to help us. So, starting at the very beginning with episode one, the first episode we ever did about Gravity Falls, um, April the Fool. How do we feel about April the Fool? I think that episode, kind of weak. Neither of us knew what we were doing, like how to have personalities and presentation on mic. And my mic quality is just bad. But I think we kind of nailed it out of the park with April. <laughs> like, there are things to be said for... I had a similar take when I revisited it a couple days ago. I was like, yeah, we're not great at this yet, but April's a banger. I like April. Yeah, there's a discussion to be had about character. Is a good character one who just fills the specific need in the story, or is a good character one who impacts the story and changes and grows over time? And we'll have that conversation over the course of this. But I think in terms of the latter, like someone who just fills the hole you need, April... Pits, fits perfectly into that shape we made <laughs> I'm I'm willing to go I'm saying A tier yeah I was A, a tier, a -tier for I'm April. definitely feeling A, a tier for April April for A yeah, yeah wow we did the same joke wow ah, we did it Um, second episode how we would do Norse mythology Yorgolanda do we want to give like a brief summation of what the character is 
at all? Um, so April the Fool was um, a uh, April Fool's Day trickster who like was getting Mabel to uh, be a dick to her friends, and she had to learn how to not be a dick to her friends in order to get past April the Fool. Um, Yorgolander, sorry, this wasn't a how we do. This was just North mythology. Yeah, do you want to give the 12 second on them? Yorgolanda, whose name is definitely straight up Nordic. She's the goddess of kind of underworld escape from what I remember. This is one I didn't go back to super well because the audio was bad on my end and I felt bad about the mixing. But her gimmick is the wrong word. Her notable thing is an anchor and she is responsible for improving, sort of making sure souls don't get out of hell. That's her job more or less. I think the anchor is a really cool image. Um, I don't remember this one that well either. I'm tempted to lean towards a C tier because we just don't really remember her that well. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go C tier because we don't remember it enough to know if we were bad. So let's give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Wonderful. Uh, Gilmore Girls. Ooh, um, Al. 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 Al Gutierrez. How do you feel about this one? This was your episode. Rory's boyfriend, whom wasn't shitty. Um, we gave Rory a non-shitty boyfriend. Um, I think, again, I'm going to go with C tier on this one. I think that Al's a little bit boring. Like, he's fine. He makes sense for the world. He's just not that interesting to me. All right, yeah, I'm willing to go C for Al. C for Al. C for Al. Episode four, Quest for Camelot. Ooh, this was a me episode. <laughs> Bless Quest for Camelot. Aiden and Morgana. Great names. <laughs> I, again, this is, we had a specific, okay, I, the 10 second pitch is they are the twins of the main characters from the first Quest for Camelot movie in a shitty direct-to-DVD sequel wherein they have mommy issues because Kaylee wanted to go off and still be an adventurer and wasn't really good at being a mom, and they have a, a journey over the course of their bad movie wherein they come to understand their mom, but one of them does not forgive so immediately. And because the goal was shitty direct-to-DVD sequel, and we made them <laughs> kind of intentionally shitty, they're really endearing they're bad to me. on purpose. <laughs> when, when we, we understood the assignment, and we did it. So I, I want to <laughs> say A, but they are shitty, so B. B for understanding the assignment. How do you feel B, about that? I feel good about it. Yeah, I, I, I would have also gone with B for Aiden and Morgana. <laughs> like, bad on purpose. It's still bad. It's funny, it works. <laughs> um, Labyrinth, the Gorgon Queen. We made, she's like the queen of, like, the underside of the Labyrinth. Kind of a, a, a counterpoint to Jareth's star. Um, she's played by Cindy Lauper, which I want to go with A for. I just love Come on, she's like the the counterpart to Jareth, and she's played by Cindy Lauper. How can you not? Also, she's a she's a gorgon and has like snake has flower snakes. I we just that's I, right. We, she did. We made we made a lot of satisfying decisions. I do real quick want to go back to Quest for Camelot, but that was the first episode I really listened to. Where I was like, oh, we're we're kind of getting it. This this is when it started yeah. to me to feel like a podcast I would listen to and not just one I have. What did you want to? I think a tier. All right, yeah, I'm good. I'm good for A tier with our Gorgon Queen. Yeah, we just like I I look back fondly on that one. That was a good episode, good character. What did you want to say about Quest for Camelot? Uh, just the thing I just said. Okay, cheers. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, Balor the Broken. 
Oh, this is a me episode. So this was we. Took... I like just listened to this one today, and I already sort of can't remember a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, this episode was an exercise in updating OCs from your childhood, and Balor was my Mortal Kombat edgelord OC I made in middle school. We updated him. He's so in Mortal Kombat, Shang Tsung makes Ermac out of a thousand souls of dead combatants. And I went, well, there had to be bodies there. So he's this undulating, writhing mass with a big cavernous maw. And he's fucking fine. Aesthetically, he's cool. But yeah, I think there's not a lot to grab onto with Balor, character-wise. Honestly, I'm fine with throwing him in D tier. Yeah, let's do, do D tier for Valor. All right, get out of here, Valor. You belong with the rest of the. You're not an F tier. <laughs> not an F tier, but I don't even know if we're gonna have an F tier over the course of this. I honestly don't. <laughs> Pokemon gym leader Ada Valentier Valentina, who you described as a red velvet cinnamon roll, which I love. Um, she's this like edgy, grim, dark gym leader who's also like. Um, an adorable, precocious child who is just a delight, uh, but also likes her Pokemon super fucking edgy, which I think is cute as hell. I love, I, I love Valentina. I'm not a Pokemon guy, and this is, I think the mark, really high marks for OCs, is when you get upset that they aren't actually canon. <laughs> uh-huh. And I have found myself being like, I... I wish these sprites were real, man. She's so cute. We we did it. We, we we found cute assignment. I found a gym leader I can really like and think about. I don't think about her very often, but when I do, it's it, it puts a smile on my face. Where are you thinking to mark? I'm honestly tempted to go to S tier for her. Really? S tier already? I could I mean I'm fine with going A tier for her. I think it makes sense to go to A tier. I definitely want to do A tier. I, I, th- I think That's this fine. is more of an A for than an S for me. But uh, you know what? Spiritually, I'll remember she's an S tier for you. I love her. I would do anything for her. Um, episode 8, DuckTales. Uh, Rebel, Turbo, and Jet. The witches in training. Counterpoints to Huey, Dewey, and uh, Louie. This was a U episode. Very much so. <sighs> I'm so two-minded about this episode. Because this was a very early example of me not thinking the product we're making is good because I re-listened to this episode. It's just me going, and this character is great, and I love them. That being said, I like these characters that we made. I think they're Mm -hmm. fun, and I see their dynamic. These are another example of characters I wish were real. I don't think they're the most fully developed, and I think that's on purpose because sometimes we don't want to sketch out everything that needs to be done but just give a loose idea. I like them. I want to go A. What are you feeling? Any thoughts on them? I was feeling B. I could be persuaded up to A if you really like them a lot. You know, I th- I think B is more objective, and I am fine with that. Because we kind of... Rebel's the one who got the bulk of stuff to do, and the other ones are just kind of in the background. So I'm, I'm fine with B. B tier it is. Um, episode 9, Steven Universe. We talked Steven Universe and got cancelled on Tumblr. I'm kidding, that didn't happen. Nobody watches this show. <laughs> Uh, George Clark, the Edgelord, the first of a long, long series of weird right-wing online Edgelord dudes who are into crypto and whatever. I don't know why that's a recurring theme in our OCs, but it is. (laughs) To be fair to George, he's not into crypto. He's just a shitty dude. (laughs) 
this episode, this character is more of like an essay I have to say about right-wing radicalization than like a character I have a, a deep attachment to, so I could go C or D. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm in the same place. Um, let's put it in D tier. All right, we got a we got a D, not F, because I I think we did a good job. No. I think there is some. I I think the lesson of like. It is not Steven's job to fix this person. This person must make a conscious decision to change and be better is good and a good lesson for that show. But eh, we, we, we could have done better. Uh, Arkham Horror Files. We did Seda Ozman, the puppeteer, who is like in this puppet's body and has someone moving her around and she like casts... She, like, uses her, like, ventriloquism powers to seem to be talking out of the person, but in fact her consciousness is in the puppet. Um, This is obviously a me episode. Um, Famously, I'm the Arkham Horror, the card game girl, and I think that Seda is neat aesthetically. I think that she is, like, the living puppet using ventriloquism to cast into the mouth of the human person controlling her is cool. I don't know that Seda is necessarily, like, an especially depthful character. I don't know how much there is there, really. Other than, I mean, the the vibes of it. And the vibes go a pretty long way. What are you thinking? Yeah, you said what I was thinking. We, we came up with an aesthetic that's cool. Some things that really get the mind juices tumbling. But we didn't really make a depthful character with a lot to latch onto. Aesthetic is important, and aesthetic can carry you a long way. But I... I do feel like this is a pretty prime C list for me. And just while we're here, this was the first episode I remember editing that was a goddamn nightmare. (laughs) This episode went up without the intro music for like two hours. Yeah. Say, are you okay with with C tier here? Yeah, I I feel like C tier is also what I would put, put her in. Episode 11, How We Do Greek Mythology. This is our first How We Do episode. For the record, we Devin likes to refer to How We Do as the remnants of our old show. I think that's pretty strong phrasing since there have now been more How We Do episodes of this show than there ever were installments in the original conception of How We Do. So I think that How We Do is just, I think of it as just a segment on original podcast Do Not Steal more than I think of it as our old show now. But uh, (laughs) nevertheless... This is our first one, how we do Greek mythology. Um, this is Denius and Ophi. They will come back again later in the list. Um, but this was, this was their introduction. So we each came up with one story in Greek mythology. Um, and I mean, Devin came up with two, but we really focused on the one that was about um, Scylla and Charybdis. Um, and Ophi, who like had this... like this like relationship with the bottom of the sea. Then I came up with Denius, which is this sort of long tragic love story about this like woman who um, starves herself in order to try to win the affection of the woman who she, who she's failing to notice is already paying attention to her anyway. That's how did we feel about these? It becomes interesting when it's a ranking of characters, because I feel like these are good Greek myths and they don't need to be depthful, but they do get the job. It's understanding the assignment versus a, a depth of characterization and how much do you value that. And I personally, 
I think, uh, again, navel-gaziest episode, I think we did a pretty good job. I think, <laughs> I, I genuinely think yours is fan-fucking-tastic, buddy. I I think B. Oh, thank I think, you. I, I, think I B, feel pretty proud of that feel? one. Um, I feel good about B. I think B makes sense. Yeah, it's it's one of the better examples of you really flexing that storytelling brain you got there. I came up with that shit in like five minutes pacing around. <laughs> it was half improvised. Hey man, something about improv comedy. The best ideas come pacing just back and forth in your room. That's how all of the Hollywood writers do it. Them big wigs making, I don't know, fucking Truly. Breaking Bad. Episode 12 was Kim Possible. We made a team of supervillains called the Vicious Six, which is obviously a play on, like, the Sinister Six. Uh, only their acronym was for something, like, ridiculous and fucking stupid, and all of their gimmicks are kind of dumb. And this is kind of just a play on all of these characters' like genre conventions. How do we feel about Vicious Six? I love them. I love the Milkmaid. Okay, great. I love Timothy Jenkins. <laughs> I don't remember what we came. Captain Cranium. <laughs> they're, they're all really good gags. How far on a tier list do you think being solid gags get you? In Kim, I mean, like we're talking about understanding the assignment, right? And this is about Kim Possible, and so it's like, how much does being good gags? How far does that get you in Kim Possible? And I think the answer is pretty far. I, I'm, I'm thinking B or A. I, you know, I'm, I'm also thinking, I'm also thinking A, and here's, here's my justification to go from, from B to A, is more than good gags, re-listen to that episode, it's a, it's a banger episode, but we didn't just come up with gags that are funny, we did come up with relations and dynamics for at least some of them, so there is something to go on that if we ever revisited, we could ink mm -hmm. those sketches, so I'm, I'm going A It's a good episode. Six. It's a good episode. Episode 13, special place in our canon, Kings of the Wild, we made Panther the Metalhead, which is, this is the only episode, I think, that where one of the creators of the thing that we are talking about um, listened to the episode and responded to us. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that's never, awesome for us. I never thought Nicholas Eames would reply to my fucking stupid tweet. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I forgot I wanted the original tweet to be like, hey, can you make Panther canon? <laughs> because I was too fucking starstruck by an author. I like knowing who I am for 10 <laughs> seconds. I, I, I feel a little, I'm so not good at being nice to myself because I'm like, oh, we did great. And now I'm going, we did great again. But like, I fucking, I love Panther. I think we, I think Panther is a prime example of like, why this podcast works. We, we, you talked about the dynamic being good, but more than just like we have a good rapport and our friends and can be funny, but Panther being inspired by Taylor Swift's discography is never something I, Devin, mm -hmm. would have come up with on my own. That is some amber stuff. And the the power of collaborative character creation really came into its own. F am I thinking <laughs> S? Am I, I talking about Taylor Swift? I think I'm talking myself into S tier here because of how much I like this episode, how mythical this episode is for our lore. Amber, talk me up or down. How do you feel about Panther? If you're in S tier, I can't talk you above that. S tier is the top tier. That's the whole thing. You can go triple S tier. Someone doesn't play Devil May Cry. I think that S tier is reasonable just on the grounds that, like, I don't have as much of an attachment to Panther as you do personally as a character. Um, but yeah, I think that having an episode that 
like had some sort of an effect on the author of the thing that we're responding to that became like a dialogue with another artist. Um, yeah, that's exciting enough for me to like feel like, sure, yeah, let's put it in S. Let's, if you're excited about S, let's do S. All right. <laughs> Shout out, Panther. You're an S tier. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of S tier characters, next we have our gaming YouTubers episode where we come with HK420. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, so we're meeting gaming YouTuber OC, and the whole gimmick with this character um, is that he's fucking... St- God damn it. He has, a like, a pants-pissing gimmick. Where he, so, he, like... so, so the gimmick with HK420 is that he's a specialty Let's player where he just busts uh, Kotar super hard in increasingly nonsensical ways, and he pretends to be, like, a... Like a fear-based, screamy reaction YouTuber, but his audience doesn't get it, so he's like trapped. And so one of the gimmicks is he like, as the stream money goes up, he pisses more of his pants and he sells piss pants merch. <laughs> I. <laughs> this is this is like maybe like this is easily top five dumbest characters we've ever created. When we were DMing before this episode started. Um, and Devin was like, we've made also some stupid characters over the years. This was like the example that I pulled of like, are you telling me that HK420 is anything other than the perfect <laughs> character ever made? Um, it's a strong I, joke. I, I, I can't be objective with its placement. I need you to pick. <laughs> I, here's the problem is that I also can't be objective and I'm sitting here like S tier. I'm sitting here like this is the funniest <laughs> thing we've ever done in our life. This is so fucking stupid. This is like the first time that we've ever properly gone off the rails in this way. And it's oh, not S tier. We shouldn't put him in S tier. Oh, he doesn't deserve S tier. Uh, let's let's be objective. Let, let's do B tier. Okay. Let's let's throw HK420 in B tier. <laughs> because he is he is not C tier. This is not average. I think that that's reasonable. You know, it's HK420, B tier, but like special commendations. B tier with an asterisk by him. Um, episode 15 um, was our first of many episodes on Titans. We've talked about Titans a bunch of times. You've come back to Titans a bunch of times. But um, in this case, we made um, famously original character Barbara Gordon, a character that we made up um, who no one has ever made before. It's just us. We made Barbara Gordon. Screw you, Adam West Batman. We invented Barbara Gordon. So this is an example of, like, where do we rank? Are we more favorable or less favorable to just our takes on an already established character? And how do you feel about that conversation just in general? Ideally, we are doing a substantial reimagining of the character. We're really bringing something new to it, like coming up with an argument why our version of Barbara Gordon is different and deserves a place in the podcast. I think that we maybe didn't quite get there with this particular episode. I think there are some instances later in the show where it's a little more arguable. Um, But I think that in a lot of ways, this version of Barbara Gordon is pretty close to just Barbara Gordon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I really like that turn of phrase of making a justification for our take. And I don't know. Yeah, and I agree. I don't think we did it. I think... This is a lower end. I will say, and this isn't going to affect my placement, 
our take on Barbara Gordon that is just Barbara Gordon but also fucks is better than what Titans did because Titans is a bad show. <laughs> hey, look at this. Even our finale gets to be a Titans episode. <laughs> Season four is out and I'm not going to watch that shit. <laughs> it's amazing. Like when, when, when we started this show, like there's certain things that you imagine being like the things that we come back to over and over again right we've barely even mentioned godzilla but you have to imagine like when we started i think we both would have imagined that godzilla would be something that we would return to repeatedly as a franchise but instead our franchises that we come back to over and over again are like titans and the dark universe like shit that neither (laughs) of us likes I'm tempted to go D tier for Barbara. It's a good episode, but I don't think the character is. Yeah, I I agree. I I agree with you completely. To steal a catchphrase from even more news, let me on your showdy, Cody. Yeah, that's the other thing that became a recurring theme. That's the other the other franchise that we haven't mentioned a lot. When are we going to do this? Some more news, OC. Season two. <laughs> oh my Season god. Two. It's going to be a big season. I like started one of the things that one of the one of the changes that's going to happen going into next season that you're not going to see from an audience perspective but I'm going to notice is that I've now actually started a document of episodes that I want to do to have as a reference on hand um which I think is going to make a difference for getting me excited about doing things in advance. Oh, that's excellent. So D tier for Barbara Gordon, one day we'll D-tier get on for Cody Shoney. Um, episode 16, hey, speaking of the Dark Universe, a mythical, a mythical episode on the show. Episode 16, our original how we would do the Dark Universe. Um, I, I feel like there's no justification for not putting this in S tier immediately. Yeah, it, uh, just to talk about it, I guess, it is a, a case of this isn't a character, this is just a how we'd handle a franchise, but we handle it fucking well, man. I, I... Naval Gazy has held this episode. I like our take. I like our idea. I like where we go. I'm an enormous fan of our take on the Dark, dark Universe. And shout out to Dalton and Dylan of Are You Afraid of the Dark Universe? I love their take on the Dark Universe. It's strange mm-hmm. how good the Dark Universe is in theory and how not great it is in execution. Truly, yeah. <laughs> it was a good idea. I'm really proud of having suggested Dark Universe in the first place. For the, uh, that, w- that one was mine, and it was, like, sort of a shot in the dark, because, w- like, up to this point, we'd mostly been doing things that we have some attachment to, and this is one of the first real attempts of, like, let's try something that, like, isn't necessarily something we love, something just that's, like, interesting in some way. And um, I think that we both took a lot of lessons from that going forward, that that little experiment happened to work out, I'm, and, like, yeah. Yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to that episode. I, yeah, it's a it shout is, out to you as again, well. Like, yeah, a, a mythic episode. We were firing on full creative blast. S tier. S tier. Let's S-tier. go. S tier. S tier. Um, episode seven, Commedia dell'arte. This was, I think, our first guest episode. The first time we had someone on, we had John Prime on to talk about Commedia dell'arte, where we made Pete the manager of the month. This is the most edu. Entertainment episode we have ever done. It is very informative because our guest had just a true wealth of knowledge. It is not my favorite episode. No offense, John. And Pete is not my favorite character. (laughs) This isn't John's fault. Here's the thing is that 
this was our first time having a guest on, and I think we maybe didn't do a good enough job of explaining to them what exactly, like, we were going to want out of that episode before going in. We've gotten a lot better at that over time, and I think you can tell in, like, how we bring people on, but it was our first time bringing a guest onto the show, and I don't think that we prepared them for what the show was going to be about as much as we should have done. And so they came on totally ready to talk about Commedia dell'arte. They did a great job about the talking about Commedia dell'arte part. And then we were like, also, we're going to make it an original character now. And I think that um, that's kind of where the, the episode starts to get on shakier ground. You know, you listen to the early episodes and there is a definitive improvement. We are better than we were. And I think that is also true for how we handle guests and mistakes were made. I... I I, I still think it's a lower episode. I'm thinking, I'm thinking D. I'm thinking D for Pete. What, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Okay, yeah. Um, I was gonna do the same thing. Um, John Prime, I love you to death. You know that you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. Uh, please come back on again for another episode in future. Please, I am begging yeah. you. Yeah, let's have John back on. That'll be fun. Let's get John back on. I love John. Yeah. Episode eighteen, Trigun. We did Violet the Bloodthirsty and Colt the Renfield. So this is like a vampire woman, the first of many vampire women, because I have a fixation on this show. Um, and her, like, Renfield figure whom she... Like, what was it? Like, bull, like a like bloodbending thing? And she, like, carries Renfield around in order to shoot him, in order to um, get blood to bend, basically, is what it is. Yeah, she... Which is cool. Yeah, she she has blood bullets, and she treats her specific cult, her Renfield, as a blood sack, and it's about them being in a toxic relationship. And the thing that I think is interesting here about understanding the assignment is we did two characters. We did a Gunho Gung, who don't necessarily need to be all that depthful for the purposes of the 97 Trigun anime. I have a lot of thoughts about Trigun I'm not going to get into because I just watched the first episode of Stampede. But anyways, Gunho Guns don't necessarily need to be depthful. They need to be interesting and have a cool gimmick something for Vash to overcome, and we did that. And then the other types of characters are just one-off supporting characters whom Vash can teach a lesson, and we did that with Renfield. I think this is a prime example of understanding the assignment. I also think aesthetically having a gunslinging vampire with a blood pack she keeps in a giant coffin is cool. I don't know how much they add overall to Tri Trigon is a truly a seminal work, and this was a big me talky episode. It was just more so I wanted to talk about Trigon. I think C tier. How do you feel? It's interesting because my instinct, as soon as we said Trigon, was C tier. I was ready to like straight away put him in C tier, and you kind of talked me up a little bit over the course of that. I was like, right. yeah, we do sort of explore an interesting dynamic in their relationship, and it is really aesthetically interesting. Like, maybe this does deserve a B tier. You know, if you can talk up... I, because I, because my, my need to go lower is, I think, because I have such an... Because Trigun truly is a seminal work. <laughs> like, it's, it's a classic anime, and everyone who says it is correct. So I, I think I'm going in with very heightened expectations, but if, if you're sure one over so yeah I, I no i mean you're the one who knows about trigon i've not seen a single episode so if you think c tier i'm willing to go with that especially since it's a slightly emptier tier right now all right yeah well, let's 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 throw them into c tier up next we have the one that you chose as an example of the dumbest character we've ever made um uh episode 19 <laughs> is about jack and daxter and we have taxis <laughs> the eco-archaeologist <laughs> 
who doesn't want to pay her taxes. And Bob. 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 Bob Bobby boy. You've, you've been on the podcast twice. You'll probably be back on at some point. I think we found our F tier. Taxes fucking suck. Like, the only reason that I'm tempted to go above F tier to go into D tier is that it is an, an extremely funny character. Um, but I actually, you know what? No, thinking about it, it's an extremely funny episode. Had a great time with the episode. <laughs> character is F tier. No question. Talk to myself out of yeah. it again. That that is correct. You have said that. I I agree with you completely. <laughs> Episode twenty, we made a boomer newspaper comic, um, a newspaper comic for boomers, where we did Fred the Goblin and his family. Fred the Goblin, I think, is the first. No, April the Fool was the first time we did fan art for the show. Fred the Goblin, I I drew some of those comics. Man, I. I love this episode. The bit is it's like jokes about existential dread that <laughs> no one really gets. And it's funny every time. Every bit we came up with was good. And the two I drew were good. I I, re- I like Fred the Goblin. And more so than just Fred. We made Fred. We made, we made Fred's his... family. We have Fred's whole family. Cats. We have a pet. We've got a, we've got a whole. We've got Fred's best friend at work. We have a whole universe for Fred the Goblin to encompass. I, I, I. This is a prime example of understanding the assignment and kind of knocking it out of the park. Where are you landing? I'm honestly landing in B. I think I'm a little bit cooler than you on it. I like them a lot. I think that the ceiling on the joke is maybe a little bit lower, if that makes sense as a phrasing. I like them. I I think that probably the joke wouldn't work for more than a handful of strips, you know? I I agree. I I'm very high on them, but I do think I, I, I agree with the points you've made and I'm I'm down to throw Fred the Goblin and Co. in the B tier. There are no Calvin and Hobbes. I like that was part of what I was thinking is that like the Calvin and the Hobbes episode, which is gonna come much later, is we'll get there. But it's, we'll get there. I think it we'll suffers by there. comparison to that. Um, yeah. Episode 21, Hercules the Legendary Journeys and Xena Warrior Princess. This was our first pair of Christmas episodes where each of us gave the other one a gift of an episode. And boy, did you give me a gift of an episode. I love Herc and Xena. I grew up on them. They're so, so important to me. We made Monophemus the Triclops, Polyphemus's like jealous brother. Um, I think Monophemus is mid as a character. <laughs> I think we got very excited about casting Willem Dafoe and... Importantly, those episodes are more about giving gifts to each other. And again, good episode, not the best character. I'm fine with C. We didn't didn't give a lot. Yeah, I agree. C tier. Um, And then the other Christmas episode is Final Space, where we made Arpeggio the the Cosmic Parasite Pirate. How do I feel about the... It's it's an episode I struggle to listen to because Final Space is very important to me, and so I'm critical of the way in which I discuss it on the internet. But to be fair to me, I'm working on it, therapist. Stop taking my damn money. By end of episode, you were like, this is a fuck of a pitch. I kind of want to watch Final Space. So I, I did the thing, and also... I think we came up. I think we came up with a pretty fun, with a pretty fun side character. I think we intentionally made someone who exists for like a handful, like a fan favorite character, and I think we did it pretty well. I feel bad about this one. This is very much entering the space where 
I'm like having a hard time for a while. And uh, this is like the episode I think of when I think about episodes that I have been sort of emotionally checked out for, which is a shame because it was like an episode that I was trying to give you for a gift. And I think I, I don't think that I was performing up to the standards that I hold myself to in this particular episode, um, which is a shame because it's clearly like so an, such an important thing for you. So I think that I would be interested in like doing a revisit of Final Space at some point to try to like bring more of my A game to the material. And I'd definitely be down for a more. I have a few weeks to think about what I want to say for Final Space, so I agree, but yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I think we're in agreement. What about placement for Arpeggio? Uh, I'm feeling C-tier. Yeah, I think C-tier is fine. I could be talked up out of above it. I think the true mark of, like, it's fine for you to be C-tier is, like, I don't feel it in my soul to really talk up Arpeggio past that. Love him. Love him to death. Fun to be around, but yeah, you're, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's fine. Episode 23, we talked about the Marvel Cinematic Universe television shows. Um, and we did a couple of variants of Bucky and, Bat and Batrock, which is like sort of skimming the line of appropriating existing characters. But like they are variants. So it's kind of like, you know, inventing a clone of Spider-Man or what have you, you know, like it's sort of an original character. And we made we made sort of almost comic relief inverted mirror versions of Bucky and Batrock. I think this is a prime example of Devin episodes are video essays I don't feel like writing, and I definitely came in not even thinking about wanting... The OCs in this episode feel a little bit like an afterthought, because on my end, at the very least, they were, and honestly, I could I could go D here. I... I, I think I they're agree. Fine. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fine kind jokes, of funny but that's, that's really it, yeah. And then, um, uh, in contrast, um, episode 24, Humongous Entertainment, Chip the Robot Surfer, S-tier. Instant Slam S-tier. Here's the thing I was gonna say. This is a fucking phenomenal episode. This is a phenomenal character. We Naval gaze, we fucking nailed it. We make a new tier because Chip is the mascot of the podcast. Chip is the mascot of the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's the triple S, smoking six, sadistic, stylish. He's, he's mascot tier. <laughs> I'm I'm I don't have a ma like I have a piece of paper in front of me with tears written down. I'm writing him in the S tier. Um but in the same way that HK420 has an asterisk next to him, Chip has an asterisk next to him that says mascot tier. We all live love Chip. If you haven't listened to that episode, you haven't listened to the podcast. And also, if you haven't listened to that episode, you kind of haven't lived, you know? You know what Go. I'm saying? I saw, like, I'm I'm so, like, plug mode. I don't even want to get into Chip. I just want to go tell you to listen to that episode because it's a great time. <laughs> it's, it's a top-tier episode. Whoa! Chip, Hang 10 to the, to the Humongous Entertainment <laughs> episode, bro! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! I'm back, baby! It's me, Chip! And I've learned a lot about cyberspace! <laughs> Apparently it's just called the internet now! Whoa! <laughs> God damn it. Uh, episode 25 <laughs> is Rudigore, where we made Sinestra the goth mustache mommy. Um, and I'm tempted to give more points to any character named Mommy, <laughs> but I also am not all that impressed with Sinestra as a character, I think. I think this is another episode of us doing a property neither of us are that invested in, and I think I think we spun some garbage into gold. No offense, to Ruddy Gore, I'm sure it's good, and I'm sure if you like it, you would have more interesting things to say than I did. 
I like <laughs> I like Sinestro a lot. It's it is one note. We do extend that note. We do make it bigger and broader. But I am struggling to remember, like, if we gave her much dimensionality. So, like, I, it's just a joke I love, and I could be talked into any placement. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling like a B tier. I know it sounded like I was down on her, um, and partly you did just talk me up. But, yeah, I think I think this is maybe a lesson in, as the show goes on, you notice it getting more, us getting more and more guest stars on. And I think that this is an episode where if we revisited it today, we would probably try to find someone for it. So... I, yeah, I I'm B feeling beat here. Sinestra. Cool. Here's before we move on, just the bit where she has an evil mustache and she has a casual evil mustache. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so that's funny. That's why she's that's why she's in B. Uh, episode twenty six, Dollhouse. I have so much to say about Dollhouse. I think Dollhouse is the most interesting property, and I I think that that episode is like worth listening to just because. I think Dollhouse is an interesting show, and I think that, like, if you haven't ever seen Dollhouse, if you don't know anything about Dollhouse, I would recommend listening to at least the first half of the episode just to get a sense of what Dollhouse is and what makes it interesting as a cultural object. Prometheus is fine. Our character, Prometheus, is the composite. Okay, what do I have to say about the Dollhouse episode? So I went in having no attachment to Dollhouse and being one over, I think... The thing that puts me above fine is the question I asked when making the characters. It came back to Titans, and I was like, well, for Titans, we can make a bad OC because the show is bad. And you think Dollhouse is... I forgot your wording, but it was like the most potentially fascinating... No, it's the best five-season television show that only has one season. And so what we assigned ourselves... It's the best seven. It's the best, most interesting seven-season TV show ever made, and it's two seasons long, and it doesn't work. Yeah, and so the question we asked was, do we make a character who doesn't live up to that expectation, or who does? And when we said does, I feel like we pulled it out. This is a character I think about a lot. I like their gimmick. I oh, like really? how they experience. Yeah, I, I like their. I, I like their gimmick. I like the way they experience the world. I. I like on paper the idea of a composite person who keeps switching out of bodies having a relationship with one person i i like them a lot i could be talked down to i think it's more concept than execution but this podcast is entirely concept it's entirely concept yeah no that's that's not the argument i would make the argument that i would make would probably be it's just like a little bit derivative of other things that happen on the show which you obviously couldn't know that's my current feeling on it I, like my instinct is C tier, but if you like if you think about them a lot, if they stick with you, then that makes me feel B tier about it. Yeah, I, I I feel good about putting them in B tier for me. Great, Devin. We've made a lot of deeply self indulgent episodes of this show. Um, we have. I would say that the for me personally most self indulgent episode of the show um, is episode twenty seven, the Fifty Shades of Grey episode. Oh, let's talk Fifty Shades. This is a you episode. This is a you talking. So Calvin Fogg, her thing is that she's sort of like a female mirror to Christian Grey. And we thought, okay, so uh, it's based on Twilight. It's based on vampires. We made, uh, you know, the second of many vampire characters. Not literally a vampire, but in some way, like, emotionally a vampire. Um and her whole thing is that she gives Bella a lot of confusing feelings by being hot, but also a woman. 
and sort of starts to like needle in on Christian's like turf emotionally and it becomes like a little bit of a conflict between her and Christian. Obviously super indulgent because I was just like, okay, well let's just make her, you know, dummy mommy goth girl. Oh god, don't don't ever let me say the word dummy mommy again. We made her slutty business. We made her slutty businesswoman who confuses Anna about her latent gay feelings or whatever, which is so fucking fanficy of me. Um and I love her for that because it's self-indulgent for me, but I can like recognize the ways in which that's not me being objective. If we're holding ourselves to a to a higher standard, we go lower. But if we allow ourselves to engage in this is a podcast where you and I fart into microphones and make original characters, we make OCs and we go back to what OCs were, just like self-insert big dick, I'm Vegeta's secret half-brother who shows up and has a gajillion power level and everything thinks is cool. We, you made something you love, and I think that's worth something. I, I broadly <laughs> want to say that we're, I want to hold us to a higher standard. I will bring back the phrase that you've used a couple of times, which is wonderful, which is, did we understand the assignment on this one? Do we get some points for it being a kind of a bad and shallow self-indulgent character in the Fifty Shades episode specifically? Which is a, <laughs> a piece of bad, shallow, self-indulgent exactly. fiction. Yeah. So, like... And definitely in terms of making a Fifty Shades a great character, you just made one that turns you on. I think we understood the assignment. So what are we thinking tier-wise here? Oh, God, I'm so... You know, honestly, I've... I've ta- I, fuck, I've talked myself into A. I've talked myself fuck into yeah. A with Calvin fuck yeah. Let's put Calvin in A tier. I love her. This is a great episode. Um, episode 28, how we do a D&D movie. Um, and we made Elijah. Um, he's the problem player. He's like this kid playing with a group of grown-ups, And he's kind of a dick because he doesn't understand how to be a good player yet. And there's a lot of things going on in his life. And through playing the game, he gets to process a lot of those things and like learn through learning how to be a better player, how to better live in the world. So this was a me episode. And... You said that the final space episode is the one where you really think about you being depressed and not being able to put your full foot in it. I kind of, this is the episode I think of for that. And also there was a miscommunication at the beginning where I wanted like a pitch from both of us on how we do as opposed to something collaborative. I think this is an episode where just the stars didn't align. It's not my favorite. It is a concept I want to revisit because I think we could do better. Yeah. I like as I was describing it, I was like, this sounds better than I remember it being, just like the way that I'm yeah. making it sound. Ultimately, I I wanna put this in probably D tier. Yep, I, I D for D and D. Dungeons tier as well as dragons tier. Sorry for talking while there's a car going by so that we can't cut that audio out. Episode twenty nine the 100 it's our first reggie episode hello reggie thank you for being here we talked about the 100 um for 90 minutes on this episode um and we made a character named vigo who's just a fucking brick house tank motherfucker i think all reggie episodes immediately top and walk into top 10 episodes discussion that being said for a character he has one bit and it's just that he's like a big beefy guy who's kind of sweet and doesn't know how to be sweet 
I enjoy spending time with him. I don't know anything about the 100. I don't know how much of the assignment we did or did not understand. I'm I'm fine with a C here. What are you feeling? Yeah, um yeah, I think C I think C tier for Vigo. I have seen one season of the 100, um although allegedly every season is different than the previous season, so um I think that he's more or less understands the assignment and that's what bumps me up from D is I think it it makes sense for the world. All right, Reggie, when we have you back on to talk the next seasons of the 100, you can make a justification for either direction on Vigo, and that's a promise we make to you right now. Episode 30, How We Do the Creeper. This was another one that I feel really bad that I was not at my fullest for this episode. Um, There's a few of them as we go through, and this was definitely one of them, and I feel bad. Um, And I would be totally willing to revisit the Creeper at some point if you so desire, because I know it's really important to you. I also feel bad about this episode because I went, he's my favorite. I know how to talk about him. And then I realized I hadn't thought about him for a few years. And I feel, I feel like this episode is mostly drivel from my mouth. I, Neither I think we both feel good. bad about this episode. <laughs> yeah. We, so, are we fully F tier on the creeper? I love the creeper. He's my favorite superhero. I did not do him justice, and neither of us feel good. And you know what? Yeah, I think I think we found another F. I, we got We got some. Some have to be Fs, and I think we found it. Well, this, I think that's a really good sign that we need to come back to it at some point. Because, like, again, like how our most recurring wells of content at this point are like Titans and Dark Universe, um, like the things that weren't good before. I think, I think that we can make our creeper good. Yeah, this is the F with a promise to come back to you. I love you, Jack. Um, episode 31. Oh, episode 31 has a special place in my heart. This is bugs. This is the most abstract, like, I concept of a property. Like, I know that sometimes we do, like, oh, an original character for gaming YouTubers or whatever. But this is fully just a bugs OC. Um, and we got my, my sister on to do this one. Um, and we made uh, Zombie, the B-movie B. And it's a kind of B that does, like... All kinds of horrible, terrifying uh, B-movie um, uh, horror maneuverings. It has a whole hive that it makes inside of you, and it can mimic the sound of a crying baby. This is an interesting episode, because we have several lost episodes. Metal Gear and Kingdom Hearts are both just gone. But this is one of the few episodes where we ever had a guest go, hey, can we re-record this? I don't feel good about the first try. And the second try is so much better. Like, the the version that we posted is way, way better than the original version of this episode that we attempted. And I I agree with that. I It isn't as special to me because it's not my sibling's <laughs> assignment. Where where are you feeling to place zombie? I honestly, if left fully to my own devices, would S-tier this episode. I love this episode. I understand that that's coming from a particular place of, like, me and who I am and, you know, that is my sister in this episode. Um, so I think a lot of this is dependent on where you're going to be putting it. I think, let's split the difference, let's go A. I think it's fine to place an A. Cheers. I think it's a good one. I don't come back to it all that often, but it again, again, if we can account for mythical episodes getting like extra points, I think it's I think it is more than fair to place Zombie in A tier. Episode thirty-two is Toon Link. Sorry, Cameron, 
I'm so I'm sorry, Cameron. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cameron. What a, I'm sorry, what Cameron. What a few episodes we've gotten feedback on from our dear friend Cameron, who we should have had on because he is the prominent Zelda fan, and I think both of our lives. And over the course of listening to this, he kept messaging me every time we talked about something that was not Zelda. I'm sorry, Cameron. Because neither of us had much to say about Zelda. I think for an episode, there are some funny bits. I think this is one of the few episodes that would disappoint someone who typed in the things because it disappointed Cameron. I'm sorry, Cameron. <laughs> I think the Thorn Bulls are kind of find it best. Our, we, we went in with the assignment of making a villain that's like an homage to Castlevania, and I don't think we, I, I don't think we nailed it that super hard. I think they're fun and fine. This, this is a lower end for me personally. Yeah, FD. You know what? I think for the the fact that this is one of the few episodes I've had disappoint someone, I think I think it's fine to put the formals in F. You know, Cameron, come on the podcast. Come on and talk about Toon Link. Let's try to get, let's talk about Legend of Zelda with us. <laughs> let's try it again. Let's do better. We could be better. All right, and then we enter Star Wars Month. We did four Star Wars episodes for Star Wars Month, starting with our droid sidekick, PL-3, or Polly, who is like a pirate sidekick droid who is also just an absolute kleptomaniac, loves the piracy a little bit too much, and it causes problems for people. I'm walking in with a fucking giant boner for our Star Wars Month. I love everything we came up with, and I... Polly's not complicated, but droid sidekicks don't need to be. They need to be cute, they need to have a personality, and they need to be marketable. And I think Polly is all those things in spades. I I really like... I, I'm i sold on Polly. I'm, I think we I'm understood the assignment with Polly. I think A-tier. I think, I think A-tier. I think A-tier for Polly. And then we have our bounty hunter, um, who we went with Turnt the Abandoned, um, who is a... Uh, who is a Yuzhong Vong who is placed in our side of the galaxy and doesn't have much of a cultural understanding of where he comes from because he somehow entered here in infancy and he's truly uh, a stranger in a strange land, truly an alien because there are no other Vongs this side of the galaxy. I think there's, I think a lot of what I like about Trent is in potential. I don't know how much we executed that. And again, all of this podcast is theory but sometimes we dig into that a little more i i really like the idea and i really like the episode it's a me talky episode because i had just reread tales from the bounty hunters and like amber said sometimes i think we really do have interesting things to say i i thought i was i thought i had interesting things to say and remembering that boba fett was a fucking britannical narc was just wonderful where where are you landing on trent i'm landing on b i think that trent is maybe not quite as core star wars as polly but also i like him a lot so my my instinct is b but i could be talked up to like a but just like a lower a than polly i i think i think b is fine i think b is fine for trent that that makes sense to me uh, in the interim, Damn, we should year, do another Star Wars month. Yeah, we should do another. <laughs> it's 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 too late to do it for this year because by the time this episode airs, we will already be past May. But the viewers already know. The listeners back up. But we'll do another Star Wars month. There's we're not going to run out of things to say about Star Wars. Um, Never ever. Uh, quick interlude in Star Wars month though, where we have that unlocked Patreon ep- patron episode where you talk about Dungeons and Daddy season two. 
So this one's interesting. Bull is just an OC Hans and I came up with just on our own time, and I forget why we needed an episode to go up this week, but we did, so I asked Hans to just talk about Bull. I love Bull. I have kind of fallen out of love with season two of Dungeons and Daddies, but I still love Bull. I, I'm okay with not ranking them because they feel so much of an outside of this podcast project to me. Uh, but I'll just real quick say uh, Bull is the high school bully kid harboring secret affections and resentments. Uh, got a lot of daddy issues and a budding relationship with normal Oak that they don't know how to process because feelings don't come easy to them and they're my monk in a 5e setting so they punch a lot of things and that's that, that's all i'll say on bull check out the episode if you want we talk more about him uh episode 35 continuing the star wars month we make a star wars Pad- padawan um and we made goral nesbit the star pupil this was a you episode yeah i think that this one i would rate lower than polly and trent um it's not bad exactly but it's not as instantly memorable as either of the others. It was, we we did yeah. we made one of Anakin's childhood friends um, who gets swooped up and uh, ends up being like a little too loyal to the Jedi for his own good. Yeah, I think this is kind of the reverse of Panther, where it is like proof of concept art, two differing approaches and just continuities coming together to make a Reese's peanut butter cup. I think we came in opposed and it didn't super gel well i think this is a lower example but hey lower star wars i still rank above like a good 50 fucking movies because it's a star wars on the front (laughs) and i feel that way about our star wars month so what are we thinking like a c tier maybe yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking c tier I'm, i'm thinking c tier and then closing out star wars month we have um a how we do um one of the star wars story movies which really at the time looked like it was just like how star wars movies were gonna be going forward and then they all switched to tv shows so the only two movies we got that were like a star wars story were rogue one and solo um but we imagined what if because it's star wars it was a trilogy and we had a third one and each of the each of us made a star wars story and we both ended up with these very like claustrophobic like scrambles on a single ship with like some little horror elements you said this thing on that episode that i really liked where you talked about viewing star wars um as a setting and not as a genre and really expanding the scope of what you could do in star wars yeah i stand by that take always and forever please give me a rom-com and a musical set in star wars i would love it to death i am so two-minded about this episode because this is one where i think I failed us in the editing process because we were coming out strong. I love both of our pitches. And it's one of the few times I ever allowed myself candy editing. If you go back to that, I have like mood music and effects and Mm -hmm. I'm being a fully artist in some points. But some of just the conversation editing is choppy and bad and it like it's my brain. That being said, I, I really love what we do. I loved your pitch at the time. I don't think about it super often, but it is fucking phenomenal. It's the, the, the climax of your movie is fucking great. And me, this is my Star Wars movie I have had in my brain since middle school. So I am so incredibly attached to my Star Wars pitch and these characters. I have like 
whole prequels plan <laughs> for this particular Star Wars crew if we ever come back to them. So I'm, I don't know, I'm, I, I kind of need to be talked into a direction because I'm so of two minds about it. What are your thoughts? I am once again, I think a little bit cooler on this than you are. Not that they're not good, but I think they may not quite hit me in the same way that the Greek myth, how we do's did, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I would lean towards B tier. Okay. Yep. I'm, I can settle at B tier. You can settle at B. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with B tier. I get, I, I, I do really think I betrayed. <laughs> this is one of the, this is one of the episodes where like the editing makes me feel. Bad. I really like <laughs> the sound, the fully editing in that. I was like, when I listened to it afterwards, I was like, wow, Devin went above and beyond. Um, it's. It's one of the few episodes I've posted late because I, <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> and hey, here's um your most indulgent one of the entire run is our two part special on, um putting our D and D AU in a high or our D and D campaign in an AU setting. So you want to talk about feeling bad about the editing? This is one of the few to have the background music I asked Kyle to make us, and I don't think it. I think it detracts more than it adds. I think the sound mixing is bad, and this is truly a self-indulgent episode. I just kind of wanted to talk about ideas that have been in my head for a very long time. I am attached to it very much because every single character we came up with in the various D&D campaigns we have played are all my children, and I love them so much. That being said, these episodes aren't the best. And I think Amber kind of struggled with knowing what to do. So the new grub is fine. This AU is kind of meant to be loose. I think the under I think the assignment was understood. I like this take on grub. I like that when I go to this mind palace, I have a way to play with grub that I didn't have before because I don't give characters that aren't mine much a spotlight because I don't feel as much of an ownership, just an attachment to them. Have I talked you into feeling any direction? You've talked me into feeling multiple directions simultaneously is the tricky part. Um, <laughs> me too. I think, like, in the same way that we gave Calvin a lot of extra points for being, like, a character who you love and that who I love and that counts for something. Like, I think that, like, because it is so indulgent for you, like, that makes me want to award it more points than I normally would. I think it's maybe fair to say that they're not the best episodes. And we have, like, some technical problems with it where, like, my audio, like, my machine dies or something halfway through. I don't remember what it was, but, like, the episode kind of gets cut awkwardly in half in the middle. I think that that has, that technical problem causes potential issues for it. I'm really struggling with finding, with deciding where to put this one. Okay, tell me how you feel about this. C tier with an asterisk. I Prince Devon love it to death. I I think that's where to I think that's where to put Gerbazalender the prom king. <laughs>